0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Pep Talk, the persuasive evangelism podcast. I'm Andy Bannister, one half of the presenting team. My other uh, partner in crime, Christy Mayer, whose voice you'll hear if you're a regular listener Pep Talk, can't be with me today. But I'm, we're made up. We make up for the lack in presenters. We only have one presenter, but we have two guests for you today, because I am joined by John and Penny Thorpe. John and Penny, welcome to Pep Talk.
1: Hello. Hiya, thank you.
0: Now we met, didn't we? At uh, we had a we held a solas confident Christianity uh, event at uh, Felton uh, Evangelical Church where you guys attend. That was a few months ago. Now it feels like a lifetime ago, but a few months ago, and I, I we uh, we you guys came to that and uh, fast was fascinated by your story so much so we wanted to get you on pep talk. So without me rabbiting on any more, let's get some of that story. So Penny, the best place to begin chronologically is with is with you. Why don't you tell us a bit about? how you came to faith in Christ but then what happened when you met John and how John came to faith in Christ penny let's start with you and go from there
1: okay so where do i start um i came to um well i met with jesus about 17 years ago um i'd got into drugs and alcohol and i just was sick and tired of my life it was like a vicious circle going back to drugs going back to alcohol and I just didn't I was at my wits end so I didn't know what to do and I um I started going to church oh no first of all this little piece of paper came through my door telling me how much Jesus loved me wanted to take care of me and so I prayed and I said lord if you're real please come and help me forgive my sin and help me anyway I started going to church um and strategically placed in my envelope for the Harvest Festival or whatever it was, was a Freedom from Addiction Teen Challenge leaflet. Um, So I thought, right, I don't care where it is or what it is, I'm going. I I sort of had a feeling it might be Christian. I I, I didn't know nothing about Christianity, though, so I, I didn't really know. Well, I'd never read the Bible, and I didn't, as far as I knew, religion just caused wars, so... I'd stay well away from it, so I thought to myself, right, I don't care where this is or what it is. I'm going there. So I went to this rehabilitation center, and when I got there, it wasn't about the drugs and alcohol, it was about the sin in my life, and they they discipled me all all about the things of Jesus. I read the Bible every day um it was a it was just an amazing program. Um, So I got my relationship with the Lord and then I was there four years because it's like a rollover program where you end up as staff and you help other people. So I stayed there four years. Um, And then when I came out, I lived with my friend Pat and then I got a job at the bus garage and I started about a month or two Uh, before John, was it?
2: Yeah, you started in December 2013 and I started. February Yeah,
1: so I was yeah. there for a couple of weeks, but I was still doing the route learning. So um, I used to go into work and I'd take my tracks with me and I'd leave them on the bus and anyone who I got talking to, I'd tell them about Jesus. So when I got to the other end of the um, bus route, I'd go out, Pick all my tracks up that were, had been thrown on the floor or fell on the floor, put them all back on the seats of the bus so that people saw them, and that went on for ages. Um, I met John one morning, but he's he, he's probably better at telling that story. Um,
0: so why don't you why do you take over? So when you when you met Penny, the amazing track yeah. bearing you know bus driver,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean you, Pen Pen you went a little anything? bit further into the story of when she was a driver. So. Um, yeah. We met one one really early morning. Uh, it's about three in the morning outside the bus garage um, in two thousand and fourteen, February two thousand and fourteen. And I remember to seeing Penn walk round the corner and just see this ray of light coming towards me. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I had this. You know, I'll be honest. I was physically attracted to Penny from, <laughs> from the day I first see her. But um, yeah, I just felt something. There was there was something special about her, even from that first moment. So we went out and we was route learning and straight away when we was route learning together, like you'd have about three drivers. One would obviously be driving and two of the others would be sitting down. So when I was sitting with Penny, the first thing she would start talking about was Jesus and <laughs> Jesus Christ and how he saved my life. And, and I was like, Oh, this woman's a bit bit She's crazy really, you know, cause <laughs> she was talking about Jesus and I, I sort of knew about Jesus, but I didn't know about his his salvation are my sin in my life. So, oh, you know, cut a long story short, we, we sort of became friendly because I liked Penny's personality. So as time went on, we started driving in service and stuff like that. And we were still friends. We used to go out together. And I, I sort of obviously had romantic tendencies towards Penny, but she didn't for me. So... But I still liked her as a friend, so we still went out as friends for for about six
0: years. And I didn't just
1: we? interject why that? Yes, because dude, this is a great.
0: I love the double act we got going here. So you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the reasons I wasn't interested because one of the first things that came out of his mouth was, "Oh, I'd never get married again," yeah. and I'd made a vow to the Lord that I'd never marry a man that didn't love Jesus. Mm. And and I thought, well, well
2: he's no good. <laughs> so that's why yeah. I weren't that interested oh. in him. <laughs> yeah. But we was we was good friends, so, so we used to go out occasionally, didn't we, and stuff like that. And um yeah, and then we Yeah. But then Pen, I used to talk about problems in my life and she was always saying, You need to read the Bible. Everything in the Bible is the answer to mm. any problem in life, you know? <laughs> And and I to, There was one time I rolled my eyes at her in the canteen because she used to go on a bit, and she she rebuked me and told me off.
1: But <laughs> I said, "Don't you roll your eyes at me?" I said, "You need to read the Bible. It tells you all the things that you need to learn about living your life a better way, and and the, how to deal with your problems in your life." And yeah. he didn't he
2: didn't cotton an on to it. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, I don't know. The Holy Spirit started softening my heart a little and then i sort of started saying oh yeah i could read the bible but i don't like small print because <laughs> she gave me a small print bible and i was making excuse saying i can't see it and stuff so about two weeks later she came into work with this big large print bible so yeah, i'll take that one
1: <laughs> no excuses <Yeah>. coming <laughs> from He's me like so, <laughs> yeah so yeah, she, she, she was
2: relentless i mean the lord just <laughs> used her and um so then i started reading that but because I weren't born again, I I sort of, I couldn't understand it and I sort of kept feeling, I was always reading it at night in bed and I sort of would just no, feel sleepy, so I was never reading it properly. But I was still reading and then as time went on, I started to watch this Christian um, channel on TV and on a Sunday, even though I wasn't going to church at the time, and they started talking about the Lord and talking about forgiveness and repentance and humbling yourself before the Lord and there was this one particular Sunday I was watching it and um, he said humble yourself and he said come to the Lord just humble yourself and put yourself right on the ground and, and just give your life to the Lord you know and and I started thinking yeah I need to do that I need to break my prideful heart you know and um,
1: humble yourself and you will be saved itself. yeah
2: yeah that's right but then I thought, right, I'm going to read, start reading the Bible. I need to start reading the Bible properly and diligently. But at the time, I was in the middle of reading this book that I'd got off the shelf at work, which is an old fiction book called The Fog, which actually Penny's got it behind us. I've
1: written it. I've
0: got it
1: here and I've written oh on God, it. Never I prepared forget. for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah this well, is no, in my study. This is in his study yeah. over there and it says on it, never forget how you were saved. <laughs> anyway,
2: so... There was a bookmarker in the in the book that I'd put there, and I would read it for about two weeks. And I, yeah. I opened the book up onto the next page, and right at the top of the page it said to me, kneel before me and humble yourself and you will be saved. <laughs> and I was like, wow. It was like, I just felt something come over me. It was like the Lord spoke to me that moment. And then from that moment on, I I just I wanted to tell Penny because I just felt his, his presence in the room with me. I know it sounds a bit sort of unbelievable but i i did it felt like the holy spirit was with me so i yeah. i photographed the verse well not the verse the line because it. it's not it's not out of the bible but <laughs> and um i photographed it and sent it to penny and that was in um july the 4th 2019 because i met i had the photograph so that's why So that's oh. when i believe i was born again so um yeah so then i started i sort of i just read the that last bit of the book and then i started reading my bible and i told but because i felt i was born again and started taking an interest and the bible started making sense to me me and penny sort of obviously started talking more about the bible and i was had more of an interest instead of sort of listening but not listening I was sort of actively listening more. So, and then you started
1: going to my Yeah,
2: then I started going to a church that Penn used to go to. She wasn't a mem- member then, was she? No. But I started going there because I didn't want to sort of go no. to the church that she was at. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, so that, that's how my Christian walk went on. Then we yeah. became sort of closer. We got closer. And yeah. then sort of in December, we sort of, yeah, we sort of become a little bit more involved with each other. And then...
1: Yeah. And I said to him, you're not just saying you're a Christian to get to me, are you? <laughs> and he said, "Penny, if I was going to do that, I'd have done it six years ago. <laughs>
2: yeah, so.
0: The story then, I know you told us this when we when we met at Feltham, the story then continues because then you began, John, didn't you, doing the same kind of evangelism that Penny had been doing when when, yeah, yeah. when you first met us. So I had to just tell us that bit of the story.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so now, because Penny she she got laid off from work because she was off so such a long time because they kept they didn't do the operations mm-hmm. right so yeah so now I've taken over the the bat on her, as it were you know <laughs> so I, when I'm at work I put tracks on the bus and um evangelize I, was, I struggled to talk about Jesus more than what Penn did because she was very bold in so but I, you know people know I'm a Christian but I don't sort of Ram yeah. the Lord down
0: people's throat
2: like pen <laughs>
0: <laughs> But,
1: one, <laughs> yeah, question off, yeah,
0: yeah. but one, one question I had off, the, off your story, though, that interests me is straight away. I'm fascinated because some people would think of tracks as being quite old school in some ways. But I love your story because it shows mm-hmm. they still work. Right. God can still use some of those perhaps oh. older ways of evangelism. Um, right can't they so yeah
1: they're amazing I totally um love tracks because it was through one coming through my door that got me saved so I give them out all the time and we stand on the high street in Feltham every Saturday and give them out for an hour don't yeah you?
2: so we we in our church we sort of head up evangelism so um so Saturday mornings we go out onto the high street and just um we get there's normally about between two or three of us to sort of six or seven Mm. and then we hand tracks out to people and then every two months we've got this we call it the big one so we try to get as many people from the church to come and then we sing hymns on the high street and we give tracks out and we give refreshments out to people and our pastor he, he sometimes preaches a bit of the word, not not too much, but yeah, he preaches the word, and we read the Bible out on the high street. So yeah, it's a real blessing to be able yeah. to do that. And then there's some sometimes there's another guy just over to the right of us who's some from Jubilee another church. He he's evangelising as well. It's a real blessing. Yeah, but it, we do get a lot of Jehovah Witnesses as well. So we, we're trying to Well, the thing interests
0: to me too. Yeah, exactly. On that, John, is that often when I've been out on the high streets. You know, I've seen the part of London where I grew up, you know, you'd see the Muslims would be out there. The Jehovah's Witnesses would be out there. And I've sometimes found myself thinking, it's a shame more Christians and more churches aren't out there. It's a little bit scary, but if Mm. all that people see is the alternatives and without the Christian voice. So I love the fact that that you folks at at Feltham are actually getting out there and doing something, maybe a little bit, you know, in some people's eyes, old fashioned, but God is using it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. and we've got a cafe at the church as well, so we we give out flyers for that as well. And Grace Tots, we have um, yeah people go to Grace Tots as well. So. so on
2: a Friday, there's the Way Cafe, which we you know I sort of if I see someone who's a bit older and I feel they could do with you know I sort of say come to come to our cafe on a Friday, you know. It's free tea and coffee and cakes, but I always say to them, no bacon butties, just just pastries. <laughs> you know, we're we're not just a full blown
0: cafe. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah a, bit sugar, a bit of sugar and carbohydrate yeah. and the gospel, right? So, and what have you found yeah, the yeah, reaction? Yeah. What, have you, what have you found the reaction on the streets when you go out there and you do the tracks? You do the kind of you do the kind of singing and stuff. Do you get a whole, a whole range of different reactions? Uh, from yeah.
1: people. Oh, you know? yeah, definitely. Sometimes you get people just ignore you. Some people just say yeah. no thanks. Some people take the track and you see them in it. Um, some people are really rude. Some people are really open. I mean, I was talking to a medium the other day and I said, she said, oh, no, I have Jesus. And I said, yeah, but um, it's very dangerous doing what you're doing, being a medium and speaking to spirits If you if you've got, uh, if you um, mm. I can't remember what I said to her now. Oh, sorry, um, right. but I've got all blank. Yeah, if you're because,
2: using the name of the Lord, yeah,
1: no. what And she said, "Oh no, I speak to Jesus." Yeah, and I said, "But do you know He's God?" And as soon as I said, "Do you know He's God?" She start. I said, "I'll show you in the Bible," and she went, "Oh no, 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 no! I don't want to know. I don't want to know now." Mm. So she, like whoever's speaking to her it isn't jesus and she sort of fr- started freaking out when i mm. told her that jesus was god and that um talking to spirits was wrong and being a medium isn't is wrong mm. and so but you do have some really good conversations as yeah. well
2: can i just add as well on, yeah. when we do the big one and we're singing and we're singing the hymns and stuff because sometimes we'll have christians come along and they join us yeah you know so that's a real blessing as well and the Holy Spirit's filled the high street, but we're yeah, praying. Now they're all right. I, I really encouraged everyone at the church last time to try and come because we was going, We it was good Friday actually. So I'm, we was at church Friday, so I could go around trying to rally a few people to come. And we had 27 go out like that day. So that was good.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, right. was, That's the last question I'd love to put to you is actually that is what you talked about there, John, is that, I know some people, if you sort of, if a pastor stood at the front of a lot of churches and went, right, we're going to go and do some evangelism on the street, nobody would come. People are afraid. How have you found is a great way to motivate and encourage people, perhaps who've never tried it, to go, come on, it's the big one, come on out. What are some of the ways that you encourage perhaps slightly more, you know, timid Uh, or nervous Christians to come and give it a try?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know, really. I'll just, I just say, come on, we're all together. You know, as long as we all stick together, we'll be safe. And I just sort of say, think of the persecution some of the people um, Christians went through back uh, in the first century, like Paul and stuff like that. I feel, you know, this is nothing compared to stuff like that. So I say stuff like that as well. And, you know, I mean... We're, we're, we're such a close church. We're such a good fellowship. So, mm. you know, if you try to encourage someone, I think they want to come with you because they want to support you as well. You know, yeah. if, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, the I'll idea of, um,
0: I think the idea of going out as a group is yeah. interesting too, isn't it? Because I think one thing I've noticed sometimes is sometimes, you know, we think of evangelism as being like a solo pursuit, but of course, if there's 20 odd of you going out Ooh. on the street, yeah. because I mean, when I first did street evangelism, years ago i remember going out with a group and it was great because you had other yeah. people there if you didn't know mm-hmm. what to say you could just come and stand by the yeah. side and learn and you mm-hmm. always know right if there's you get some you get a question or a response you don't know how to deal with there's someone yeah. older and wiser you can say hey yeah that's right
2: yeah because we've got we've got brother andrew who's yeah. he's so wise he's and he, he's been a <laughs> christian you know i think he's 76 now and he's still coming he? out of the, yeah something wow. like that. he's still coming out on the high street and he, i don't think he'd give up on no, on labouring for the Lord until his, his final Lord. day, you know, because he loves the Lord and he's such an influence for us as well. And and our pastor, you know, our pastor's wise as well. Yeah. So he's a great pastor and he's an encouragement.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of us that like going out. So yeah. It's just a case of whether they can or not, whether they're working mm. or whether their kids have got stuff going on and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people do like coming out in our church it's actually called an evangelical church for yeah. I suppose that yeah. reason as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well
0: it's been absolutely absolutely inspiring kind of hearing your story and, and I love the enthusiasm. And what and what I hope is that people some people listening to this, this may have encouraged people to give street evangelism a go. Because I the other piece we haven't really had time to talk much about, Penny, I also love with your story how it began with that little leaflet that little note that someone put through your door. So again to encourage people if you get a sense the Holy Spirit is saying you should drop something through a neighbour's door or something, maybe listen to it because you never know how the Lord's going to use that, right? You know, that's uh, a that little piece of paper oh, you have. Okay. Can... Yeah.
2: Uh, can I just give you another little story from Absolutely. today?
0: Stories on talk, Give us a story. One minute. It's, um,
2: well, I was coming back because I always go to the coffee shop on my break because it's, it's quite grim in the in the tea room. So at work, so. um and I always leave tracks in the coffee shop when I leave and stuff. So, but as I was walking back, I had my tracks in my pocket, and I, I went to pull something out of my pocket, but all my tracks fell out on the floor, and this guy was walking just behind me with his wife and child. And I was picking up most of them, but then he picked up one of them that had gone just to one side, and he said, oh, here you go, sir. And I said, no, you keep it. I said, have you heard of the Lord Jesus Christ? And he went, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, read that track and um, just think about that. So I pray. Maybe yeah, that was yeah. that was him, by Maybe God's that providence so cool. that they fell out of my pocket at that time, you know. But I couldn't speak to him because literally I had about two minutes before I had to go out of my bus because I, I I was rushing to get back to the garage. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just I love little situations like that where where you can yeah. get tracked out. And I always say it too. I mean, I've got bolder. The the more I've mm. more more deeper I've become a, a believer, you know. You
1: know, I don't
2: know what the word is. you go yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. You the more bolder, open. the more bolder I am. <laughs> you know, because yeah. one day on the high street, I could see these guys in the pub because it's right by the pub, and they're all looking out, laughing at me and pointing at that. And I find it a compliment to be laughed at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and also, the other thing I found when I used to do street evangelism in London is, is the more you do, it's also like a lot of things, right? You you pray about it, you trust the Lord, but the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? Once you've been laughed yeah. at three or four Definitely. times, you get used to it. And yeah. as you say, when you see God work and people respond positively, then it gives you this huge encouragement. Um, so I think it's fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute joy to have you on the on the podcast, and just keep doing what you're doing. I love, I love, I love <laughs> the thought of that bunch of you out yeah. there from the church out there on the streets, uh, just bringing the gospel into the public square. So John and Penny, thanks for taking the time to be with us on Pep Talk today. Thank
1: you for having us. Thanks for having us. Well,
0: thank you for listening to another episode of Pep Talk. I'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with another guest. Thanks for joining us, and bye for now.